Fucking Teenagers, the show that subjects uh, Gossip Girl and Glee to a level of sociological and cultural scrutiny that they definitely deserve. With you as always, uh, I'm Ryan Shealy, and uh, and here's Matt Rather coming in from the left coast of America. Hey, the Ryan, ble- what's going on? Hey, I w- The Bleeding Edge! Ryan, I, w- I wanted to ask you something. Yes, Matt. Can there be no more secrets between us? I think there's no more secrets between us. <laughs> 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 um, you know, when Vanessa announced that at the beginning of this week's Gossip Girl, uh, I thought, well, okay, now shit's going to hell in a handbag, right? Like, uh, it, it's all, you know, the second that someone on Gossip Girl announces something, makes an assertion, you know, you know that it's going to it's gonna get fucked with. So it's kind, of, it's, kind of a, it's kind of like a, it's Chekhov's optimism. Like, yeah, you know, like once, once, there's, once there's optimism in Act 1, there's certainly, that character is like shipping away for like several weeks in, by act, the end sure. of Act 3. When, yeah, right? when a promise is made in Act 1, it had better be broken by the end of Act, act 3. <laughs> you know, if you display a vow above the mantelpiece. Well, and you, you listeners, also have a vow to us. You have a vow uh, for, to hold no secrets from us. Uh, how can you share your secrets with us? Um, hit us uh, at our very own Gossip Girl tip line um, at tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com, uh, Twitter uh, at reply TFT podcast. Uh, give us a call at 20 fat jog 01 203-285-6401. Uh, leave comments in the show notes. And that's the way that we like Dan and uh, Dan and Vanessa, like Nate and Juliet, uh, like uh, Blair and Serena, um, can have no secrets be- between us. By which I mean many secrets and much much intrigue and tension. Um, uh-huh. So um, here we are in with the with the intrigues and tension. We're we're going to get a, a bit caught up this week. We're going to focus on Gossip Girl, the last two episodes, uh, season four, episode four, and season four, episode five. Um, we're going to put uh, that's the, uh, the uh, what's her name's a hooker episode and the Serena solicits sex from a professor episode. <laughs> right, I, exactly. Um, th- th- these teenagers. Certainly, certainly are fucking, um, <laughs> or, th- or threatening to fuck. <laughs> the, the, for the, that's right. The teenagers are about to fuck. Um, <laughs> again, um, did we say that fuck a tourist? Hey, oh, I probably made that joke last. Yeah, I, I think we did make that last week. There's no secrets between us. Um, so, so let's start here. So let's start here. And Both then, of I'm our- sorry. Finish your thought because we're gonna we're gonna do Glee. We're gonna do two episodes of Glee next week when there is no Gossip Girl. So this That's week's right. episode of Glee and next week's episode of Glee we'll cover uh, together. Well, and last week's uh, episode of, of Glee, oh, right? We have, yeah, we, we have to we have to talk that. about grilled cheeses. Um, okay, so grilled cheeses. Uh, the night tonight's episode, which neither of us has seen yet because it hasn't aired as we record this, and uh, next week's episode when there is no Gossip Girl, we'll do a three for. Um, in uh, in Glee in the next episode of TFT. Okay, exactly. But here here we are, where it all begins. Back um, up in the 
Well, you know, it's interesting. We're really rarely in the Upper East Side these days. Um, you know, that, that, that as we talked about uh, the last time, I think, that we talked about Gossip Girl, the, the Upper East Side is a really a much more of a deterritorialized space, right? So that we're mostly in the world of, of Columbia, right? We're in a Columbia-Brooklyn um, access. Uh, access really, um, and I guess we don't know where. Do we know where Blair and Serena's apartment is? Blair think, and Serena are. The idea is that it's in some sort of pre-war building up there in. Uh, it's like a Riverside Drive kind exactly, of. Exactly, it's a Riverside right? Drive kind of thing. It's, it's so right it's down. so far it's so far west. It's east, right? It's like Pac-Man. Uh-huh. It goes it goes back to the other side um, when you when you go with all. It's, it's like, kind of like on, that. if you're on 116th Street and you sort of walk down the hill. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Towards the the Riverside Do Church I? and the Do I there. ever? <laughs> um, yeah, no. So so it's interesting that what I was about to say is that both of our episodes. Um, are starting with uh, Blair and Serena being, you know, as close as really they've ever been. Um, you know that they have a they they've 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 buried their frenemy hatchet uh, at the end of the episode with the uh, with the Hamilton House drama, uh, which I think is what we the last episode that we talked about. Right. Um, and now they're now th- now there's now there's no more secrets um, between the two of them. Um, and there's but there's many promises, right? That there's there's uh, the the last episode uh, starts with a vow. Um, you know that that uh, what that Serena tries to quit Dan and Nate cold turkey, and uh, Blair is vowing to not obsess over the uh, the Chuck Bass uh, tabloid fest. Right? right, Chuck Bass's return to New York is the tabloid event uh, of the season. Um, that, that there's all many New York Post style um, splashes about various puns. Right? Isn't, isn't there something wow. about like the beautiful Frenchman like has caught herself a bass or something like that um um, and so so that there's these there there are these pacts that are uh that are immediately broken right and and that's interesting i mean (laughs) apparently i'm like a teenager i've been i've been sick over the weekend so i'm gonna talk like this so you're pubescent pubescent hello um there are these pacts uh it's funny. There's a, there must be a term in international relations or game theory or something like this because they both make a promise, um, knowing each knowing that they have no intention of keeping it, and I think each knowing that the other has no intention of keeping it. Well, right. So there's there's two things that these are called, right? So this is um, this is this is referred to as cheap talk. Right, uh, that this is uh, it's referred to a, a commitment that is not credible. Um, so that uh, th- that this would be represented as a game, uh, as an extended form game, right? So that um, game theory g- uh, games where both players play at the same time are um, represented as a two by two matrix, right? That, and the idea is that um, they're simultaneous moves, right? A prisoner's dilemma: each uh, prisoner can either cooperate or defect. Um, they they can they act at the same time, but a whole other class of games where players act in sequence um, are are represented in extensive form, right? So it's like a branching tree uh, of nodes. So there's. Um, Serena, Serena makes a you know you can imagine Serena's node is promise do not promise. Um, uh, Blair's uh, node is uh, accept promise, return promise, or uh, or not. And then they each have nodes of uh, keep promise, break promise, right? And and that right. you you would. Um, 
solve this game by starting at the very last node, right? You would look at what, what Blair does of keep promise, not keep promise, um, and, and solve your way, um, solve your way backwards, right? And so that essentially a, a situation in which, um, that, um, in which, in which Blair or Serena, um, keep the promises are not on the equilibrium path, right? That, that this is, this is not, this is not a credible commitment. There's, um, there's ex ante that there, 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 ex, there ex post incentives after the other person has moved, uh, are not aligned with their ex ante incentives, um, in enforcing the agreement, right? So that, um, and, and, and this, this amounts to what's known as, as I said before, cheap talk. Um, that, that there's not a way to bind themselves uh, either by a third party to enforce this contract um, or, by, um, or by some kind of uh, – some, some type of reputational mechanism. Um, sure. Well, I guess it's an interesting thing, right? So I guess Gossip Girl is the third party, right? That Gossip Girl is is a is the third party arbiter or is the reputational mechanism, and only really supports reneging on agreements rather than um, rather than rather than uh, enforcing them. Wait, how 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 do you mean that? I. I guess Gossip Girl is drama-focused. I was thinking that kind of like Perez Hilton, there's a curious moralism to the voice of Gossip Girl. You know, the blog, the blog within the show. Uh, right? That, that um, it sort of keeps people to their word or at least mocks them when they, when they break their word. You know? Well, but I mean, but, but I think or that... Or at least provides a, kind of, provides a kind of cultural memory where it's kind of like, you know, careful S, B has burned you before. Or, you know, careful lonely boy, V has bead the S out of Q. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, I think that, well, so I think that is true. But I think that... I mean, I'm thinking specifically with reference to the the episode that we're we're discussing. Um, certainly, in that case, the 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 role of of Gossip Girl is to um, is is to to peel apart dyadic promise, right? So, in some sense, right? That that I was I was speaking specifically of promises between a pair of characters, um, and I think that what Gossip Girl does. Is is, I mean, Gossip Girl kind of acts to destabilize dyads, right? Um, yeah, that, that for sure. That 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 in some ways that Gossip Girl promotes a certain kind of morality, but it's a, a morality that is a um, it promotes a multipolar world, right? Actually, um, it's, it's that you know, although um, some IR theorists. Uh, we've talked about this on a previous episode, argue that there's stability when there's two great superpowers um, and there's a certain amount of, of, of bias. It seems that Gossip Girl really wants to, to, to break up, as you know, to maintain a certain kind of uh, fluidity um, and serve, serve society writ large. And society is a, is a much more fluid um, uh, amalgam. It's almost like a pre-monogamous you know, society that, that Gossip Girl is trying to... Uh, to, to, to maintain it, which they're in which um, transactions are brief rather than repeated over time, right? So that there is a um, collective memory, and there is a uh, certain behavior is sanctioned through um, 
through the revelation of information, but it's not necessarily information that that cements a um, a bond between two individuals, right? That the gospel girl kind of thrives on because it, you know in a bond between two individuals, there actually are secrets, right? There's a necessity of some kinds of secrets or foundational myths upon which. Um, relationships are are built and gossip girl is really all about exposing those um and 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 pulling the covers back on them sure um so yeah so i think that that's um but i think in in spite of that you 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 still have a a interesting structure um in which you know, you. I mean, I think it's it's interesting. What, what last girl is an interesting kind of third party to dyadic transactions. Yes. Uh, so was it was last episode the episode in which Gossip Girl was under construction briefly? Yes, absolutely. Um, and what, what role did that serve? Was that a? I, I'm not sure. Gossip I Girl was down, kind of like overthinking it these last several days. Right, but I don't think that. Uh, but that wasn't because of a monster, a monster post um, uh, that's been linked to yeah, on. No, Gossip Girl was taking a uh, was taking a holiday, which in a way is narratively. I mean, that's some lazy writing, uh, right? Because like they needed Gossip Girl, not they needed the role that everyone assumes Gossip Girl serves not to be served for a little while, right? They needed an informa- They needed to be in uh, kind of an information blackout for a little while, and so Gossip Girl was down. Right. Um, do, I I don't recall what was the um what was the thing that followed that blast. I forget. Uh, uh, oh, wait, is it was it the hooker thing? Oh, it might have been. It might have been the. It might have been the hooker thing. Um, or no, it was something on on Chuck's watch or something like. Um, or maybe that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean th- that. That's right. That that they they find. I mean, this is a. This is something that was referenced in. Um, the last episode as well, actually, that Rufus uh, at one point comes in, and I think he comes into the the Brooklyn apartment, and I believe, I think. Dan is there, or Dan comes in, and um, and you know he says, "Oh, did you see Vanessa?" Um, and Dan's like, and Dan's like, "No." He's like, and Bruce is like, "You know, for kids with cell phones, you never seem to use them, right?" Um, that you know, alluding to the fact that for how connected and plugged in and uh, these the kids are, and they're always ready to see their Gossip Girl picks. So many of the plot lines on the show um, involve people not communicating with, with each other, right? These these bits of hidden information, hidden action, um, and, and misconnections, right? Well, that, I mean, yeah, the whole... I mean, you can either take this as a, as a kind of irony, uh, right? That despite all of our technologies of communication, we really don't communicate very much. Or you can say that the, the, what I think is more likely, that the, um, the show hasn't kind of worked through all the implications of this, this technology. Now, The Wire, there's a show that worked through the implications <laughs> of its technology, right? Uh, could you could you unpack that, please? Uh, the the um, it's a it's a kind of a major plot point of a certain season. The wire, I forget which one, that they're using burner cell phones, and so mm. you can't you can't get up a tap on a burner cell phone because it takes uh, unless you establish a criminal conspiracy or something like that, and the, and you know so that so that the um, so that you can get up quickly on the phones that they're using. Well, and then they would, uh, and and part of the big plot points is that in order to sort of get up on the burners, they 
they actually had to figure out the pattern of you know where the where the there was one guy in the in the Barksdale organization whose whole job was to go around this extremely wide area and buy burners right like go yeah, like all through time, like buy them very buy them in a trickle as it were so that you don't raise suspicion like I walk in I like fifty burner phones well I'm a drug dealer you know right exactly I like I'd like the drug dealer package I like the <laughs> drug dr- drug gang special it's a family plan. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that's right. Um, and I think that, you know, you saw this in other seasons of The Wire, too, right? There were, in the first season, there were codes on the pager. When they were using the pagers, they were using codes right. that were um, hopping over the uh, hopping over the middle key, right? It was like hopping over the five key or yeah, something like that. Yeah, five and zero switch and everything else hops over the five key, yeah. Um, yeah, but so, so you... I mean, we, we've talked. We talked a little bit last week about Gossip Girl um, parallels between Gossip Girl and Facebook, right? Or the the extent to which um, you know that uh, is there a Facebook in the Gossip Girl universe? Um, and and we we sort of you know discussed the implications of of Gossip Girl um, playing that role. Um, oh, I had, I had another thought about that actually. Since, yeah. Since we talked about it. Um, it's important that there not be a Facebook because in Facebook you control the presentation of yourself, uh, whereas Gossip Girl controls the presentation of you on Gossip Girl. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting you say that, and this actually, I mean, it actually to be connected with something that we see briefly in the um, end of the 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 French prostitute episode, um, uh, the end of the episode that we're discussing, which is we see um, we see Chuck Bass's. Um, passport photo and i don't know if you remember the the photo that is used for for chuck bass's uh, uh passport photo but it essentially looks like a a screen grab from the show right is chuck like entirely kind of made up um in in, in but i believe in a definitely in a bow tie um you know in the most done up kind of way that you know that Dude, even, that's what he wears to the health club i know but yeah no, I think I think in the health club. I remember, I remember a scene in season one where he's at playing basketball, and I believe it's like shorts and a tie, right? Um, back when he had the the really bad the really bad ha- haircut, the little pixie cut. Um, that um, yeah, but no, it's just it's interesting because it it looks like you know in some ways a passport photo is actually a place where you don't typically have control over your image right i mean you, you go you have this shot that's from the you know a passport size photo is a typical thing right you go to the cvs or whatever right so chuck bass has you know his professional photographer produce his passport photo um sure. and it just was it, it i mean it's interesting because it created this surreal effect that it looked more like a facebook page than it did than it looked like a passport um and yeah, I thought that was I thought that was it was just interesting. If you go back if you can get the screen grab of that, um it's it's really interesting because the photo itself looks like it's a screen grab from an episode of the show. Yeah, so if you if you if someone, someone got gossip girl on the waffles and then uh you know copied and pasted an image out of it. Yeah, I mean I think that's exactly right. It's like a it's like uh the Land O'Lakes box, right? Uh on the Land O'Lakes box she's holding a Land of uh, Land O'Lakes box uh and and so on for Forever and forever. Um, it's just like that. Um, yeah. So I think that. Um, so I think that's right. That that there's that that Gossip Girl, which is very interesting, right? So this gets back to, um, you know, 
we, we've talked a lot about structure and agency in 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 Gossip Girl, um, but this is we're coming in a, in a different direction. You know, um, we're you know we've focused a lot on Gossip Girl this this season and the role that Gossip Girl is is playing in stru- in structuring this um, world. And I think it's interesting that as much as we've talked about the power and the use of power um, and the use of Gossip Girl um, to to you know as as a power tool i think as a power tool um as a as a way to to destabilize uh certain individuals and to 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 use uh gospel girl instrumentally i think that we're seeing this episode i think in some ways right what what juliet is is essentially um is a virus right juliet is a virus within the the um computer network Within, yeah, within the social body, uh, but also if you, you know, I think it's interesting, right? So that on one hand, the it, you definitely could view the um, society uh, that's connected by Gossip Girl um, as a um, as a body, and you can also view it as a, as a networked computer system, right? Um, it is because it's you know it's a human uh, it's a human uh, machine interface, right? Like Skynet. It's almost like, you know, it's, like it's like a uh, it's like a <laughs> but it's much social, less. It's like a social uh, network. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's a social network, and it's exclusive. That's the amazing thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and no, but I think, oh, I think one of my classmates, one of my uh, grad school classmates today was was kind of getting bitchy on her Facebook feed. Actually, like I remember when you had to be in college to join Facebook and I and I, I didn't write this, but I wanted to write. Well, look, bitch, I remember when you had to be in the Ivy League to join Facebook. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like I, I, I remember when you had to be at Harvard Harvard or Yale, right? Or was yeah. Harvard Yale? Uh, we we were like not in the, that second batch, right? H Y P, baby. H Y P and Stanford for their money. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, for their uh, also because that's where Justin Timberlake lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he brings he brings uh, Napster back. He's bringing Napster. Back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, but I think no, but I want I want to push on on this. You know, we were you were glib, but um, I think that we what know. yeah, I know, I know, right? No, but I'm I mean I'm here trying to carry my weight, do do my serious, you know, do my do my grown man, you know, do my serious social science, and and you're just and you're just la da 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 penis. Uh, that's more or less exactly what you're like. You do an amazing impression of yourself. Um, no, but I, I think that that why part of why we're, we're thinking a lot about the nature of Gossip Girl is that um, that that Juliet. You know, there's been infiltrators um, at various times, right? That are that are sure. found out, uh, found out to be imposters. Um, but what's very interesting, right? Like like sort of foreign bodies that enter a body and then are rooted out by the immune system, right? But but Juliet um, passes um, against. Uh, you know, passes in this way, uh, passes in, inside the social body, and then turns it against itself. So Juliet's like AIDS, basically, um, like social AIDS, or a parasite, or a parasite of some kind, or or, or, or like a parasite, like an um, intestinal parasite, like a, like an intestinal parasite, for instance. Uh, <laughs> and and so uh, so so Gossip Girl, the world of Gossip Girl needs a strong antibiotic uh, to be taken <laughs> to be taken three times a day uh, after a meal, um, preferably. Um, 
And so, no, but I think, I think that, um, I think it's interesting, right? Because the, this most recent episode, um, actually emphasizes this, right? We get, we, we get a clue to this because part of the, one of the major plot, plot points is, um, is the Serena has an STD, uh, rumor, right? Um, yeah. And, and so I think that that, you know, I think that symbolically, right, that, and that was spread through Gossip Girl itself, right? So that, and, and right. you and get then, the, and then you get the sense that when Gossip Girl realizes that, that she's been taken, um, uh, she's angry, you know? And that, uh, that, so that, so that she's an independent, kind of in, independent agency, you know? Yeah, I think that this is where, I mean, this is, uh, this is giving me hope, you know? I think the last episode we, we, we were, we, we, um, we, we expressed a lot of despair about about the state of Gossip Girl. Um, yeah. You know, there was there was something rotten in the in the state of Gossip Girl, <laughs> um, and and I think that I think that we're pushing on a right, number absolutely. of things. And the ghost of the guy that Serena killed was walking in, you know, <laughs> in chains on the wall at night, and we had to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and I think that though, but I think that this, uh, you know, now that we are at least have a little bit of a, more of a clue of what Juliet's endgame is, um, and I think the way and, and the, the technologies that she's using, specifically the social technologies of of, of power and of, of co-opting, you know, the systems of, of kind of social control and exclusion that got, uh, that the society uses um, is, is very interesting. And I hope, I mean, I hope gossip girl needs to step in right i mean i i hope that we see gossip girl at some point um and i or or or, or um well that, the, that, the voice is Kristen bell isn't it who is veronica mars oh that's interesting I, I wasn't aware of that um i mean i think that i think that it's i think that that would be something that would that would change the structure of the show like to make gossip girl um, a recurring character would be um, an interesting modification. Uh, one more thing, just on this, on the Gossip Girl, um, the Gossip Girl Facebook parallels, the the, contra- the contrast to compare. Um, the, what something that's interesting is they in this scene where where Juliet sends out the Gossip Girl rumor, the false rumor about uh, Serena's STD. The song that's that's playing is um, is Kanye West's Power. Right, um, the, the the current Kanye West single, or one of the current Kanye West singles, um, which was also used to uh, to promote uh, the social network. Uh, it was the second trailer that came around, went around right before the movie came out. Um, the first one, I think, was featuring a choral arrangement of Radiohead's "Creep." Um, but the you know the Kanye West power song has the. Um, uh, you know, has the he one of the things that Kanye says in the chorus of the song is no one man should have all that power, right? Um, and you know, in um, in in the context of the social network, it's referring to Mark Zuckerberg. But I think that in um, in, in 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 Gossip Girl, it's it's kind of referring to this this kind of. Well, on one hand, the centrifugal force of Gossip Girl is as kind of you know providing information that 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 you know both simultaneously breaks apart relationships yet holds people into this one society um but then um actually shows how vulnerable that is to um that you know who watches the gossip girls right who gossips the gossip girls um and 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 sort of shows the the lack of a, a of an effective accountability mechanism yeah i think that's right 
Um, and this this actually plays in. Let me let me take this a step further. This plays into um, the when when Dan and Vanessa make their vow of no more secrets, which you know you and I made fun of at the beginning of the uh, uh, at the beginning of this episode. Um, when when at the end. Um, Vanessa says, you know, I didn't, I didn't steal her phone. I didn't send that email. Don't you believe me? And Dan says, well, you should have believed me before. Um, y- the, the question comes up as to, to what information you're responsible for fact-checking, you know, in hmm. order to be a good actor in this system. That is to say, should you believe Gossip Girl? Because she's often the one undermining uh, uh, people's own spin, which is why she's Gossip Girl and not, not Facebook. Uh, which is the you know the kind of the land of personal spin, you know, um, and trust right in a relationship is uh, is one of the things that Gossip Girl mitigates against. But it's necessary to have a long term um, uh, uh, a long term relationship. So to say that like um, here's what Gossip Girl here's what Gossip Girl is against private knowledge. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Which is uh, exactly what Mark Zuckerberg is against, right? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> in a certain sense, Mark. So it's not that Facebook is is gossip girls. That Mark Zuckerberg is gossip girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like fair, uh, fair, fair enough. Well played, sir. Um, no, but, 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 but keep, keep going with that. I think well, it's God, an interesting so, idea. So Gossip Girl is against private, private knowledge. If Dan and Vanessa were to have a relationship su- uh, with a quantum of trust such that, um, the relationship can withstand damaging revelations because they have more faith in one another than in the information coming in from Gossip Girl, then Gossip Girl has already lost. And that, re- that means that the, the only way that could function is that Dan and Vanessa have some sort of private experience or private or no- knowledge of each other that supersedes the information that's coming in mm-hmm. from Gossip Girl. Yeah, right? yeah. And this is how, this is how relationships yeah. of, of any kind, you know, uh, marriages, friendships, uh, business partnerships, uh, relationships among nations, whatever, um, stay together, uh, is that there's a, there is a kind of privileged status with one another mm. that the world is not privy to. Uh, well, this is, this is interesting because, um, this, this makes gossip me- girl. Sorry. Let me just finish out this. Yeah, yeah, hold, hold yeah. that. Um, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Mark Zuckerberg had one of the greatest social networks of all time, all, all, time, all time, of all time. Um, that uh, by by revealing secrets, by bringing things to light, by sort of bringing to light what is hidden, um, you said that Gossip Girl destabilizes dyads early in the episode, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that's right. And I think what we're arriving at now is is the way that Gossip Girl destabilizes dyads is by um, making it impossible to have private knowledge that you can rely on of uh of your counterpart in any sort of relationship i think that i think that that's right um and i think what's interesting though and i think you know to to push this one step further is that i think about um so there's there's definitions of uh, sociological definitions of um, of community. Um, there is a scholar named Michael Taylor who's worked actually a lot on is a political philosopher who's worked a lot a lot on uh, kind of on the fringes of of sort of communitarian anarchism, right? And so uh, like believing in you know self governance by by communities without a state, without a third party, um, and uh, you know argues that that 
communities that can govern themselves are they have a set of characteristics um, that are generally uh, characterized by the structure of their social networks, right? And then these social networks that he um, that he that he that he recognizes as as permitting um, endogenous collective action. Um, have a few characteristics that they are um, they're stable that you have a, a set of individuals that interact over a long period of time um, they're multiplex uh, which is that individuals interact on a number of, of social dimensions um, they're they're held together by a set of shared beliefs um, and so we have all of those right so in the world in this society of this fictional um, upper east side we have all of those but like a, a fourth characteristic that, that he points out that is missing is that that the these um, these these uh, character these relationships are unmediated, right? They're direct, um, and and what what you're pushing at is that even the most intimate relationships in the world of Gossip Girl, relationships between um, you know a, a you know, partners in a in a romantic relationship, are mediated by Gossip Girl, right? So this is a heavily mediated a heavily mediated uh, relationship, um, and that everyone interfaces with each other through this this unseen third party um much like we you know that you know this again the social network um depicts a a heavily mediated form of uh of of you know the heavy the heavily mediated society in which we currently live um, and so I think that's interesting. I think that that's a. Um, I think a, I mean you know Pete and I on the last Overthinking It podcast. There's a plug. Subscribe to that podcast. We talked about the move from um, uh, from religious and kind of civic holidays to issue holidays, and, hmm. and generally a, a move from uh, ugly sort of civic spaces to private commercial designed spaces. Uh, spaces being kind of a space of time, like a holiday, or or a space of of, uh, of location, like Starbucks, you know, or Disney Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. So, any, I mean, this is, I mean, I think what you're talking about is, you know, uh, I think what you're talking about touches on a larger move in our culture, which Gossip Girl sort of dramatizes in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, but what's interesting is that. Um, is is that it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily seem to be the case right so this is you know it it it, it purports to be this purports to be a um, this aristocratic society right that is connected by these these um, bonds of intermarriage of of school of serving on co-op boards on um, uh, you know on 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 boards of of museums right uh, but but in fact. That you know, even at these mass events, right? Every Gossip Girl, nearly every Gossip Girl episode uh, involves this closing set piece where all of the characters are at the same social function. All of the action happens through a Gossip Girl uh, blast. I mean, at some yeah, point, by the way, that's that's out of nineteenth-century drama, right? Nineteenth-century European drama. That's out of the well-made play. The third act is always the act of the ball, right? And then, right, but you know. but what's interesting is that that what's doing the action is is someone who is not. At the ball, right? A lot of, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that we should, uh, maybe we should either do this in a decentralized way or, you know, have our research assistant do it. I mean, it'd be really interesting to see the, uh, track the number of Gossip Girl blasts per episode. 
uh, in all episodes of, and actually, of the series. When, and as well, when yeah. they happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? When they do, happen, do they happen? Who is and who is the subject of them? Right. When, so okay, get, get to work, research assistants. You know, um, we'll seriously, start, this, uh, would be, we'll this would be fascinating. Google. I mean, that would be that. That'll have to go in the book, right? Um, yeah. We'll start a Google document. Well, so when we get that research, God, we could get a panel on Comic Con when we get that research in, don't you think? I think so. We'll see. Um, yeah, well, I just, you know, we're talking about um, that you, you were saying that that um, nothing is hidden from from Gossip Girl, right? Or that you know that there are rare, rare secrets within you know where there's rare private information um, within a dyad um, that that d- doesn't come back out through through Gossip Girl. I think what's interesting is something that's mentioned at the very end of the this most recent episode. Um, you know, shifting gears a little bit is that one thing that never went to Gossip Girl. Um, was was Chuck and Jenny, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that and that was entirely um, that was entirely private. Um, and so, what do you what do you make of that? Well, I think that it's um, you see how would that how would that get out? Right, like certain certain things. Mm-hmm. It's, so, are some certain things are still within the um, society? I, you know, or it's like it's like it's like Eric it's like Eric Eric attempting to co- commit suicide in season one and being institutionalized. Yeah, um, like that. So, there's certain things that are are the things that we do not talk about. Well, there, right? there are certain things that don't ever kind of spill over into the public sphere. And then in, in this case, everyone, everyone was, um, it was in everyone's interest. Everyone was incentivized to keep that under wraps. Right, you right, know? exactly. And there's no yeah. way, there's no way, it's funny, all the Gossip Girl blasts, or many of them begin with spotted, right? Uh, so it's, and who does the spotting? It's not Gossip Girl herself. It's the, it's the people who, you know, send in cell phone pictures or something to the site. So, um, uh, and, you know, the technology is a little unclear because everything arrives as a text message, though it's, it's apparently a website or it's a blog of some kind. It's a sort of Perez Hilton-like blog for teenagers on the Upper East Side. But um, though they're no longer on the Upper East Side, they tend to be in, in Brooklyn and around uh, 116th Street and Broadway. But never mind. Um, the the uh, you know the um, the cell phone pictures come in from people who are on the street taking them, and this Chuck Jenny thing was something that was never really on the street. I guess that's true, but I mean that you know that certainly Dan Dan clocked Chuck in the hospital, right? Um, but they were in the hospital after Serena or after uh, Dorota had had her baby, and Dan Dan punches Chuck in the face, right? Um, you know that if if there's somebody, I guess, I mean, uh, I guess I don't, at least we don't know where the hospital is. But if it's a Upper East Side hospital, I, I would see think that somebody in that living room or in that living room, the waiting room. Um, was you know a gossip girl reader right this is this would be interesting to to estimate how many i don't know if i mean if we collect our data set i don't know if you could actually um infer you must need a few few more parameters to to guess the readership and active contributorship of gossip girl um 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in what proportion of all Gossip Girl posts do you think we see, right? Is it, you know, because if, like, based on the show, you would think that Gossip Girl is only about these, um, you know, six people. Yeah, sure. Um, but but you, you can imagine that it must be constant, right? It's covering a whole set of other, other schools and, and colleges now, right? It's like all of Columbia and all of the um, – all of the Upper East Side and like, apparently some of the Upper West Side, right? Yeah, maybe it's branching out into other blogs like Gawker Media, you know, where it's where it's like there are uh, neighborhood gossip girls. Right, there's there's gossip girls, there's drama dudes. Um, gossip, gossip girl network. Um, yeah, the extended gossip girl uh, network. Um, hey, we should yeah. push on. Yeah, let's 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 push on. Well, let's let's push on. Um, let's. Uh, you 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 gave me some cues in the uh, um, in the in the in the Skype chat, but I'm in charge, so I'm going to disregard them. Um, and so I, I, you know, I wanted to I want to talk a little bit about. Um, you know, it seems like this Jenny thing might actually be coming back into into light, right? That well, I um, think it is. I thought she was gone from the show. I thought the music career, uh, Taylor Momsen, Old Raccoon Eyes. I thought her her. Uh, her music career was taking off. Um, and despite, you know, we know that it is the telos of the girl to go wild. So, um, you know, despite appearing in her underwear and causing great controversy or something in a music video for something um, and getting the parents' television council all up in an uproar, I, I mean, I can't keep up with the, the Pop-Tarts these days. Um, but, uh, oh, for the, oh, for the days when it was Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, you knew where you stood in those days. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. Britney Spears was untalented and slutty and Christina Aguilera was talented and slutty and you could chart, you could guide your vessel by those two stars, you know? Um, but now up is down, down is up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Jenny Humphrey is making heavy metal though. Like you pointed out last week, it's really really light metal, light metal. I mean, it turns out the tour was just a summer tour and she's back. I mean, she only had a few episodes off and, and so, uh, Taylor Momsen is back, uh, on the show. And so is coming back, I mean, to do something, to do like an interview at Parsons or fashion Institute of technology or something. Uh, like yeah. At Parsons, right. That, uh, you know, he's, uh, Chuck was getting Tim Gunn on the phone, right. Or talking <laughs> to Tim, Tim Gunn's people. Um, which is, uh, is it Jenny, a, a high schooler and isn't Parsons like a, a college, yeah, uh, it, you know, someone who's a applying this year oh i see i see She'd be a senior this year wouldn't she yeah so she's like going so he's like getting her so i mean she may not be back in the long term right this could be a um you know just moving moving jenny to a georgina-esque you know visiting character status right recurring guest star because she must have switched high schools right she must be going to high school up in hudson new york amidst all of the uh, antique stores um and and organic cafes and the Um, culinary institute of america um so yeah but and so you know this is the last salvo right this is the you know the 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 closing salvo in this um battle in the in the now um uh, escalating war between um, Chuck and 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 Blair, right? So that the you know the uh, the 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 climax of the first episode that we're talking about is that um, Blair finally finds a scheme that lands, right? Uh, and 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 separates uh, drives Evo away, away from Chuck, right? That the um, that most of her attempts fail, right? That um, a, a scheme involving 
the watch, uh, the Cartier watch, fails. Um, a scheme involving just telling um, Eva that uh, Chuck once sold Blair for a hotel um, doesn't do anything. Right. Uh, outing Eva as a prostitute doesn't do anything. So, so she has to resort to, to a lie, right? To um, you know, the one thing that Chuck believes uh, to be, you know, to the foundational myth, right? Striking down the foundational myth of Chuck's relationship with Eva, which is that um, Eva didn't know who Chuck was when she met him. Um, and, and striking that down by uh, stealing Chuck's um, um, passport and putting it in his, um, uh, putting it, putting it in Eva's suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, running, out of, running out of gas a little bit there. No, I'm 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 simul. I'm I'm watching Glee on mute. Uh, wow, which is a lot harder than than I anticipated. This I is to, how we. This is how dedicated we are to the. I mean, I'm on we the gotta go. Glee I, I, I have I have like I have I have two episodes of Glee going simultaneously. I have a wall of TV screens playing every every Gossip Girl and Glee episode. Um, well, focus uh, that, the fuck up, buddy. We got uh, you know. I know. I know. We gotta close this up, man. Um, yeah. So this is, I mean, this is war, and and Chuck makes the point that he doesn't care about. He can pursue a quote unquote scorched earth policy um, or a mutually assured destruction, a, a course of mutually assured destruction, because he doesn't care anymore because um, Blair has taken Eva away from him. And even things like you know he was doing philanthropy in the last episode because he was a changed man and wanted to give back. You can imagine him doing philanthropy to burnish his image uh, before. You know, it's it's just part of the vocabulary of. Uh, it's part of the vocabulary of reputation that this world is concerned with. Um, but even that now, I think, is sort of, uh, is, is sort of gone. Even um, uh, certainly um, uh, the kind of changed heart, you know, new, new Chuck, if you will, or new, one new Chuck, right? New, new Chuck, or as I like to call him, Chuck Classic. Uh, Chuck, well, yeah, this is Chuck Prime or, yeah, or something like Chuck, that. Right? Chuck Zero. Chuck Zero. <laughs> um, you know, uh, who has kind of undergone his own re-rebirth, uh, we, he, he doesn't care, uh, even superficially, about his reputation, um, even instrumentally, uh, insofar as it allows him to, to uh, attain certain hedonistic ends. So he, um, he, is, he is free to kind of uh, go, for, go for broke, even if it means, you know, I don't know what, being hauled away to prison on statutory rape charges. Um, As no, yeah. I mean, that's not. No one ever in, it met, it said involving the law. I mean, a the law is a joke in Gossip Girl, and and b. I mean, I guess maybe in New York that is not statutory rape, but the the it's it's treated like a crime against uh, against humanity. So you know, even if it's not sort of legal sanctions, it would be um, it would be what expulsion from society or something like that 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 Chuck would face if. Uh, if or and I should say when because God knows it's going to um, when this this detail about him Stupp and Jenny comes to light. Well, and I think it's interesting though because it's like in some ways Chuck is the most at this point Chuck is the most famous person in this universe, right? That 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 Chuck is is kind of the one who owns a. Um, you know the one who's not a, a professional college student, right? That Chuck is the um, you know the billionaire heir, um, the the um, you yeah, know budding hotel. That, that Serena like, is is a professional college student is like saying that 
I don't know, Jenna Bush was a professional college student when she went to Yale. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, Barb, uh, Babs went to Yale. Oh, no, Babs, not Jenna Bush. Yeah, Jenna went somewhere else. Babs went to Yale. Jenna went to University of Texas, I believe, Austin. Hook'em Hook horns. Hook'em horns. Um, uh, yeah, but, okay, I, fair enough. Um, but I guess that, I mean, there was a time, right? So a few seasons ago, Serena was the, um, I guess season three, I think. No, that we just finished season three. So it must be season two in which Serena is, is kind of, is the most famous um, person in this world, right? She's being followed by the paparazzi. Um, and, and, and all of her, every party is being documented, right? This is like Serena, you know, new, new Serena or Serena classic, right? Um, with, with Poppy Lifton before the, um, the scheme goes down or the scam goes down. But I think that, so my point is that, um, you know, one of the things, you know, I guess even though Chuck, it, well, while he was dead, you know, was ready to walk away from the Empire, was able to walk away from everything. I think that, you know, within one episode, the one episode of being back in New York, it's that, you know, Chuck has come to care about his public place, right? So that it's that um, because, you know, Chuck is still now, like, Chuck is still engaging in philanthropy in this episode, right? Chuck is building a rotunda for uh, for Columbia, and now he's using it instrumentally. Um, but he's, it's, he's using uh, it instrumentally in a, in a different way. He's using right, but but it's been added to the repertoire, right? That okay, that sure. right. So it's that it's it's that part of and and still having the reputation as like public philanthropist, change man, um, you know, um, you know, budding, you know, budding, budding uh, entrepreneur, but budding, um, you know, hotel um, hotel owner um, is part of this this public um, uh, package, you know, this PR package that um, a a statutory rape uh, charge uh, would not uh, do so well. Sorry, a sex scandal, anyhow, would um, would would not fit with that, right? It would not allow him to build the rotunda, you know, the the circular building with a usually with a domed roof, <laughs> right? Which is a which is a um, a wonderful airplane, uh, uh, you know, um, an airplane shout out, right? Like you know, the hospital. What the hospital? What is it? Well, it's a big building with the doctors, but that's not important right now. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, so I think that, I thought so, that between the definition of rotunda. And the the like the health class information about STDs. I thought it was practically a public service announcement. Uh, yeah, it really was. I mean, we are you know these. Um, yeah, it, it is a it is a show about education, is it not? <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 dangerously uh, after school special. Really, it actually is. I mean, it's a show about education in a way. Uh, it's a show about the non improvability of people. So it's a show about the impossibility of education at a certain level. I think that's I think that's exactly right. Um, that maybe and maybe we'll return to this, but um, I think there's an interesting thing that happens at the very end of this episode, um, in which the dean, right, the the we have a new stand-in head mistress, right, that the dean of Columbia is a a woman, a matronly woman who plays the same role as a headmistress Queller did in the. In the early seasons, um, but it's a slightly different, right? That she she gives um, 
both Serena and Blair their first warning shot to try to say, you know, this is Columbia. This is not high school, right? That um, that these these shenanigans will not fly here. Um, that and I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you take it at face value, but I do in a sense in that you know that that the world of Constance Billard High School uh, or School for Girls or whatever is a much more sm- a much smaller and more self contained social uh, universe and is is much more homogeneously of right. It's, it's a, a universe in which Dan Humphrey is the only. Um, you know, is is the is the outlier, right? Um, and and Blair treats Columbia at least with respect to it, with comparison to NYU. Blair treats um, Columbia as this bastion of of elitism and of of the college that she should, you know, she should be at if she's not going to be at Yale. Um, and it seems that the the dean is trying to assert that you know this is not what Columbia is about. Um, and and you know, in a sense, the the stick up his ass um, English professor is trying to assert this as well. Um, uh, people from the field of English letters. It's uh... although is it is it the case? I mean, maybe this is just how they're representing the technology. But is is the English professor sending Serena text messages um, to to say that he's not staying at you know, the, on the uh, smartphones? We, it's kind of hard to distinguish between what's a text message and what's an email. No, I mean, on, I mean, on um, I don't know, on on both Blackberries and um, on uh, and iPhones, it's pretty easy to tell, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, th- these are television phones. I mean, they're sort of unless it's the Microsoft Kin, you know, these are no interface phones. These are just uh, ad hoc, you know, things. You, you can still you can you can still uh, depict a you you put a little envelope and that's a phone. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's email. an email. That's an email. Um, this was definitely a text message, and that's inappropriate. That's already inappropriate. That guy's asking for a sex scandal. Um, so well, let's just talk about. So we talked a little bit, right? So the the stakes of you know um, Chuck's war. Chuck is going to go until Blair is left with nothing, right? Um, and Because he believes that Blair took away from the, him the only thing that he cared about. Um, and so that he's going to take away everything from her. Um, and this is parallel to, right, you know, uh, the the other um, absolute war that is uh, ongoing. The details in this of which are still kind of sketchy, but that's, right. you know... Is it, but but we're getting more and more details that, that somehow I, I mean I think this most recent episode is the first episode in which um, Jailbird Ben tells Juliet that the goal is to completely isolate Serena from her social network and to and des- destroy her, which is a, which is an uh, kind of an amorphous goal in that it's not. I mean the the um, how that variable is operationalized is not uh, entirely uh, clear. But you get a sense that it's a little different from Chuck's goal, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I don't know how. I mean, both of them involve kind of personal retribution. But um, uh, but I, I guess the thing about Chuck and Blair is that it's an equal war. I mean, you have two superpowers, as you were, uh, you know, each with, with considerable resources uh, at his or her disposal. Whereas um, Ben and Juliet are more of a shadowy Al-Qaeda network uh, lurking, <laughs> lurking in the hills. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's a covert war. Sure. It's, I mean, it's not it's even asymmetric. A war. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. asymmetric war. It is because cause there's been no declaration of war. It's, uh, you know, Serena doesn't know that she is, um, that she's a target of a, of a campaign. 
Right. And I mean, should we know right at this point, we still should not know who this is. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, we have we don't have the information. I mean, is it related to the guy she killed way back in the t- way back in the time? Is it related to, I don't know, something from the summer? Is it it's unclear. I would say I would say that it's related to that because um, Juliet seems to know something about that guy. Right. Doesn't that come out? Um well, yeah, or, I mean, you could find out about that guy from reading Gossip Girl, though. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I guess so. I guess. I guess that could be the case. Um, so yeah. So we don't know, but we but we do see that there's a sense of. Um, I mean, right. So that you know, this is. I mean, it reminds me again of of um, you know the forms of war in early modern Europe, right? So that when there were were dynastic wars within the um, aristocratic aristocratic classes, right? So even like you know between maybe a, a war of secession between um, France and England, um, maybe something like the what even um, the Hundred Years' War was a, ultimately a war of secession, correct? Um, if I, if I'm remembering correctly, long one. Um, yeah, there's lots of sessions within that. Um, but, you know, lots of other wars within early modern Europe were, um, you know, were, were wars about, essentially about property rights, right? About, um, uh, resolving disputes, uh, to, um, uh, to who would secede a, a particular, uh, the particular, a particular throne. Um, and, and there's some evidence that these wars were um, relatively limited um, in contrast to these absolute wars, these uh, social wars um, that happened at the, the periphery of, of um, medieval Christendom, right? Um, between, let's say, between Christians and Muslims, right? Or the wars of religion that uh, followed the Reformation um, that were were total wars because they were about what the nature of the society would be, right? The, the stakes were, um, the stakes were much, uh, were much higher, um, because they were, uh, you know, trying to fundamentally alter the social rules, right? So that, that in some sense that the goal of taking Serena out is, is, not just a personal revenge, but it seems about right because they are picking apart the social structure, right? And and so it seems like, um, and this, this gets back to what I was saying earlier, um, that that this seems the goal is is actually taking apart this society from the inside, right? Um, of of being this is um a a virus that that really kills the social body. Yeah. Do you want to kill our social body? Uh, <laughs> if so, uh, if so, uh, you know, don't be, kill. Yeah, don't kill us. Don't know. Well, but you know, send along your uh, infect us, infect us with your thoughts, um, and in all of the many ways, uh, leave us a voicemail or send us a text max message at twenty fat jog one. That's two zero three two eight five six four zero one um uh, send us an email at tft podcast at overthinking um at reply us or follow us on on the twitters uh we haven't, we haven't done any where, emails this time we're getting we're getting great ones though uh, we're getting great ones we'll 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 collect them um yeah, we'll do them, we'll do them together at some point we'll, 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 we'll lump them together at this point um you know at reply us on twitter we we do we do occasional twittering um you know we we, we don't live watch most of the episodes um so they're they're delayed um, in their news posts, but you can uh, you know join the Twitter conversation uh, at T 
TFT podcast. Um, and, and leave some message on the, uh, on the show notes on overthinkingit.com. Um, you know, go and check out the site. Um, if you, if you just get this on, uh, this podcast on, uh, on iTunes, um, hop, hop on over to www.overthinkingit.com, the website that, that hosts this, um, that, that hosts this, this website. And you'll find a lot of other like-minded coverage of a lot of other, uh, a lot of other pop culture. Um, and while there, you know, join in the conversation, join in the conversation, um, about, about old raccoon eyes, um, about social viruses, about mediated sociality, um, about, um, about, about Columbia and Yale and these fucking teenagers. teenagers. <laughs>